Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I am your host, G Striker, and it's mock draft time. Mock drafts everywhere, and none of them, none of them are touching on the Steelers' most glaring need. I mean, many drafts are pointing out that, you know, defensive line, when we that is a big need, going to draft one in the first round, second round. When we've already drafted Leal, we've already drafted uh, Louder Milk. Uh, offensive line, when all five starters played the entire season. Uh, linebacker has some merit, obviously, with Bush leaving um, and Jack being a possible cap casualty. Cornerback, when this team still has Wallace and Witherspoon and William Jackson the third rostered. I mean, obviously we're trying to make, bring back Sutton, so that may create a hole. Um, I can even see some reasoning here for tight end with Gentry being a free agent, picking up maybe a blocking tight end or another diverse um, tight end that can block as well in the draft. Wide receiver being an option with Calvin Austin not playing a down for us last year. Really don't have a solidified starter in the slot um, that can make some big stuff. I know depth at outside linebacker is a sexy pick. Obviously, we need somebody behind Watt and Highsmith, with Highsmith also in a contract year. And nose tackle should be targeted as well. We can upgrade Adams. That's been an issue for running game. But all of these dozens of mock drafts that I have read, none of them, not a single one of them, have stated the biggest need on the roster for a day one or day two pick. And that is safety. Strong safety, ladies and gentlemen. It's the only spot currently on our roster where we don't have a starter or a starter-capable player. Out of five safeties that were rostered last year, only two are rostered. Fitzpatrick, of course, all-world free safety. Second one being our special teamer, Miles Killebrew, who usually does not play on downs within the defense. So we have three free agents hitting the market. Biggest one being our starter last year, Edmonds, who returned uh, as a free agent last year, late in the free agency window. Also two more, DeMonte KZ, who played his butt off, who was very cheap last season. And Carl Joseph, who unfortunately was on our injured reserve for the entire season. These two guys, KZ and Joseph, I'd love to bring them back. But like last year, Steelers went into the draft with only Fitzpatrick and Killebrew. They picked up Joseph, uh, KZ, and Edmonds after the draft. So we're looking at the exact same thing with no one picking up or even seeing a need for safety. Some of the, some of these big guys that get paid on needs for teams, they don't even list safety as a need. We only have two 
safeties rostered of five that we normally carry. You guys are absolutely idiots and not being paid correctly for what you call judging the needs of teams. Now I'm now with um the safety aspect, I'm looking at some great options here. So if the Steelers do decide to draft striker, who are they going to draft? Here's a couple options. Brian Branch, top-rated safety in the draft. He's looking to go right around where the Steelers are drafted. Going to be a first-round pick out of Alabama. Great tackler, 90 tackles, 14 TFLs. He's six foot, 200 pounds, good size for safety. Seven pass breakups, two interceptions, and he's punt return capable. This guy can play some special teams. That would be the only safety I would probably take in the first round. Now, second round, we have some options. With our second round one pick, Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M is a big guy. Six foot three, but... He's he's also going to be like a tweener between being a round one or round two guy. But I think that this guy's being pushed up some draft boards because of his size to speed ratio. Really didn't have a whole lot of stats last year. But um, 79 tackles, eight and a half tackles for a loss, six pass breakups, and one interception. Those were his stats from two years ago. Last year, no real stats. So his draft is on his side to speed's potential only. Probably not a guy I even look to grab. Chris Smith would be the next person up, 5'11", right around 190-some. Free safety, more capable from Georgia. Same thing with Jordan Battle, um, though he's a more tackle-capable guy. 71 tackles as opposed to 90 from Branch out of the same school. Uh, one TFL, two pass breakups, one interception. Six foot one, a little bigger than Branch, but he's more of a free safety, I think, in the NFL. But this is the guy that gets me excited in the second round. Absolutely gets me excited. A six foot four, 220 pound monster out of Boise State. 65 tackles, five pass breakups, four interceptions. Junior year, 92 tackles, two forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, seven TFLs. Five passes broken up and two interceptions. This guy's a playmaker. He's a big guy. He's an answer that the Steelers have always been looking for, for being able to cover these larger tight ends coming off the line of scrimmage, which generally falls to the strong safety if the slot corner is not on that side. This is a guy I target. This is a guy I target hard. So do not be surprised early on day two, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear the name J.L. Skinner going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guys, it is now time for questions from Steeler Nation, taken, of course, from the SteelerNation.com football forum, where we take all of our questions. So if you guys want to come over to SteelerNation.com, sign up for the football forum. It is free. You can ask questions. And longtime VidCast contributor now, Steeler Nation forum member Chow Chow Dad gets to start off with the first question. With both Rudolph and Trubisky being mistreated, do you think the Steelers are building a reputation where decent backups or prospects won't come here? Um, I don't think that really they were mistreated. And also, this is kind of an odd situation since we were locked into a franchise quarterback for 17 years. I don't think that this is yet a you know, a representative of how the Steelers are going to be utilizing 
quarterbacks because they just drafted their franchise and Kenny Pickett last year again. Now, I will disagree with a little bit with Trubisky. Trubisky understood coming into this situation, the Steelers were looking to draft a quarterback. Um, Steelers wanted to make sure that he would be part of the building process, but not locking him into full-time, but having him be able to compete. And he did win the job outright. Now, if you think that Trubisky is upset, I will go and point out that this week, he was down in Florida again with Kenny Pickett and with their wide receivers, DJ uh, Pickens, Austin, Hayward, Sims, Gunner, and Cody White, all of them down there in Florida working out all together. Doesn't sound like a guy that's upset with the team. Doesn't sound like a guy that's upset with the Steelers. He's a guy that's contributing. He's a big leader and also a big reason why I think he'll probably still be on this roster this upcoming year. Now, Rudolph didn't participate in this thing either this year or last year. Um, I don't think he also got a fair chance to even be considered a starter last year. So if you want to see some issues where somebody might be upset, maybe Rudolph would have the ability to have some merit with that. But he's been linked to being returning to the Steelers as a possible backup. So I don't see him as really being upset yet or other quarterbacks being upset with Trubisky being the only person that we added in free agency and like forever for quarterback other than just being a backup. So with Tomlin's mystique moving forward, I don't think that it's going to be an issue. I think quarterbacks are still going to want to play for him. It happened with Dwayne Haskins when we had the ability to pick him up. This whole room is different if Haskins is still on this roster, unfortunate with him passing last year. But I could see Brissett, I could see Bridgewater wanting to come to play here if anything happens and we wanted to move on from Trubisky. Next question coming from Blitz. Striker, 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 striker. From a coaching numbers perspective, where do the Steelers rank? So just looking at the number of coaches that the Steelers have on their roster, right now, Steelers have eight on offense, five on defense, one on special teams, and of course, Coach Tomlin. That's eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 coaches. Right now, that's currently worst or lowest in the league. So... They have to be able to, like, I know with defense also dropped. Coach Mitchell just retired. He was the defensive line coach and assistant head coach. Uh, Aaron Curry was added to be our, our inside linebackers coach. He just replaced Oslowski, who's been with the team forever, since, like, the mid-'80s as a player. Um, so I'll follow up to your next question. What coaching positions do you think the Steelers should, should add or will add? Well, definitely two more coaches are going to pop up on defense. Going to definitely see an assistant defensive backs coach show up and an assistant defensive line coach. Possibly another assistant um, linebackers coach, but they already have one for outside linebacker, one for inside linebacker. I think they're set there. Um, I would be happy if the Steelers started to pick up an offensive consultant or a defensive consultant as well. These aspects can help our team game plan better, get more ideas from the outside from what we've already had with Tomlin in Austin and Canada. More people can definitely help these situations. Uh, next question coming from Steel Dino. How's Wydell's War Room shaping up? That was actually a tongue twister. I'm surprised I pulled that off. <laughs> I'm excited to see what Wydell does for the Steelers. Um, 
Yeah, Steel Dino, I am too, man. Um, he was excellent at developing both the offensive line and, and the defensive lines for the Philadelphia Eagles since 2017, 2016, actually. Um, and he also uh, brought in some great skill players, and they seem to hit on the skill players that they got. They got Hurts in the second round. They got wide receiver Devonta Smith in the first, uh, running back Miles Sanders in the second. Uh, Dallas Goddard, they picked him up in the second round. They picked up Josh Sweat in the fourth. Um, I expect him to do the same here. I think he's going to be more interested in the offensive and defensive lines right now, uh, currently moving forward, um, while throwing in a couple skill position players here and there. That's up to our team to finally make on draft day, Omar Khan being a part of that final decision with Tomlin as well. Uh, confluence with the next question. After Jackson's release, who are the next likely cap casualties? Um, and if you were Tom Khan, was your was your name for Tomlin and Omar Khan? Who would your top three cuts be, and would their spots be addressed in free agency, the draft, or both? Uh, well, why not a, like a, a nickname like Tomar, <laughs> Tomlin and Omar? I like that one. That's my favorite one, Conlin, Conlin. <laughs> and yes, both free agency and the draft. The Steelers always fill in at least the spots during free agency, except for last year, crazily not even touching base on strong safety going into the draft without even a starter at strong safety, potentially even being brought in since they did not bring any strong safeties in before the draft. Um, if you're asking me for likely cap casualties and you said you brought up um, William Jackson, the third, I think he might not even be a cap cut at all. He could be restructured. He can be signed to a multi-year deal. So that 12 mil, can be dropped down to six pretty easy and to have a starting caliber shutdown corner at six mil for a year. That's definitely worth it in my book. And I definitely keep him on the roster for that. Um, now my top three cuts that you're asking for number one, miles Jack, that's eight mil in savings. Um, I will talk about who I think is going to be, a replacement in free agency for that coming up here a little bit later. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is $8 million in savings as well. I like his leadership. I think that's going to be a tougher cut, but could happen. But then this is definitely going to happen, no matter what. Wallace or Witherspoon will be cut. Either one of those corners are going to save the Steelers four mil. They're not going to cut both. Witherspoon's probably going to be the one that would be cut, but they still don't have to cut him yet. These are things that we have to worry about after training camp, probably. Uh, Lidos with the next questions. Uh, does keeping Witherspoon in his $4 million contract depend on signing Sutton, or is he a keeper or cut regardless? And that is just playing right into that question. Thank you so much for that, Lidos. Uh, great point. I think it has to do with the numbers game, personally. If Sutton leaves... And with uh, William Jackson the third also being a factor, I think that they probably do retain Witherspoon. Uh, but with, if Sutton comes back, they retain Jackson. Uh, there's no space really for Witherspoon. They're going to let him walk, probably draft another corner. Um, do the Steelers make an effort or to keep Larry Okunjobi? I think they should. Um, that was your quote. Me, I think he's a big luxury. Honestly, I do. And when you're drafting and developing, you already have louder milk. You already have layout. One of these guys need to be stout, starter capable this season. I'm leaning toward Layout to be that guy. 
Next question. Thoughts on Miles Jack in the inside linebacker position during free agency? Great question as well. Uh, I love that Jack is still a young guy. I mean, he's like 26 or 25 years old, uh, and he's a dominant tackler when he's healthy. At week seven last season, Jack had the most tackles through seven weeks in Pittsburgh Steelers history. That's an incredible stat. I mean, I know he got banged up, wasn't the same the rest of the season, but I do think his cap hit is a bit of a problem, especially with Spillane being a free agent, who I think they should target hard in free agency. Robinson's also a cheaper option, showed he can be starter capable. Um, he just may lose out in the numbers game. And I'll give an, another example at inside linebacker coming up here soon. Uh, next question. Do you keep, do you see it possible to keep both Edmonds and KZ? I really like three safety formations paired with a de three defensive line front. I definitely think it's possible. Um, I think Edmonds might be pricing him out of what the Steelers would think that he is worth. I don't think they're going to pay over six mil for him. I really don't. They got him for three mil last year. Looking like he's going to be eight mil on the open market. If somebody pays that, he's going to walk. I think the Steelers should hard target KZ because he's going to be cheap. He was 870,000 last year. Also need to hard target Carl Joseph. Guy's going to be league minimum as well, being taken a whole year off on injured reserve. Guys are still young. Guys can still play. I'd like to see them both in here and playing this upcoming year. Um, and I, I, I think, unfortunately, you can't pay everybody at starter on this defense. Edmonds is going to lose out in this situation because free agency, he bet on himself. He's going to get paid this year. Slash steal. What free agents interest you for the Steelers? Now, internally, this is the way I go for Steelers free agents. These are the ones I sign. These are, these are my top free agents in this order. Sutton, number one. KZ, number two. Spillane, number three. And then I get some depth signings. These are the guys I want to bring in for depth. Carl Joseph. Uh, Gentry, I want to bring, bring him back as a second tight end. And Scott, him being that swing tackle, also in uh, no, understanding that system with the, uh, the hands blocking, I think he comes back as well. Um, outside of the organization, this is the biggest move that I think the Steelers can make in free agency that won't break the bank, that I think completely solidifies this defense to being the best defense in the NFL. One move. It's picking up. Edmonds brother, Tremaine Edmonds, an inside linebacker, free agent from the Buffalo Bills. Guy looks to be about the same price as Miles Jack. He's being listed right now at about 10 to 12 mil for his market value. I take him in a heartbeat for that. This is a guy that's more of a playmaker than any of these guys we've been bringing in in Joe Schobert and Miles Jack these other two seasons. He's the same price point. We immediately cut Jack. We bring in Edmonds. Don't have to do a whole lot of restructuring to make that work. And I think that's a huge move that really helps out the, the offensive line. That also might make it that we don't have to retain Spillane. But he's a cheaper option. I still want to bring in Spillane as a cheaper option. Have him in the rotation there at inside linebacker. Other guys that I like, and I'll go down these by position too, Slash. Uh, I like the safety Keanu Neal. He's still young. He was a guy that uh, Tomlin was looking at at the draft a few years ago, four years ago to be exact, uh, from Tampa Bay. Could bring him in as a, a possible strong safety. Love Von Bell. Would love to steal Von Bell 
from Cincy the way they stole a Hilton from us. But guy's going to be price pointed out of our price range. Absolutely is going to get paid in free agency this year. Um, offensive tackle, swing tackle, just strictly for a swing tackle, and he's old. But he could be a great backup at both swings. A guy that we know, Kelvin Beecham, guy that can play both sides. Can and being short armed for a left tackle, but still playing it solidly. I'd love to have him back there as a depth swing. Um, running back, I want a third running back in the system. Nobody is better at the price point than Jamal Williams from Detroit. I think he's being undervalued in the three mil range. I take him in a, as a in a heartbeat to be back there because he could step in if Najee Harris goes down. If Warren can't um, shoulder the load, if, if Najee goes down, then you can definitely bring him in to shoulder the load as the back until Najee gets healthy. Uh, cornerback Patrick Peterson from Minnesota. This guy could be a good option to add if we cannot retain someone like Sutton. He will be cheaper. I know Yasin is also a, a person that the the uh, Tomlin and, and company liked during the draft and uh, had a, an interview with him. So those two options could be more cost-effective if Sutton leaves in free agency, and I hope he doesn't. Um, tight end. This is a guy, we're looking for a second tight end, not a starter, guys. Jordan Atkins out of Houston, I think is undervalued just as how bad with the uh, Houston uh, Texans were last year. We could also bring in a guy like Jesse James, who is a free agent again. I don't think we will, but he is there. Uh, wide receiver guys, these are guys that get me excited. DJ Chark from Detroit, Jarvis Landry from New Orleans, guys that can help us in the slot and be X capable in case anything happens to Deontay Johnson, who right now we really don't have a guy who can play behind him. Uh, sorry, no juju in this situation. He has just priced himself out of Steeler range. Uh, quarterback wise, if we're going to bring in a third quarterback or if we're going to replace Trubisky, I'm looking at Bridgewater, I'm looking at Brissett. They're the guys I bring in for backups. So guys, that's all the time we have on the show. Thank you again for all your great questions here from SteelerNation.com. Be sure to visit our sponsor, Total Sports Enterprises at TSEshop.com. Be sure to subscribe to us over on YouTube.com slash SteelerNation to know when these are being recorded or to be the first in on our vidcast and ask questions live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. That is YouTube, SteelerNation.com. Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler-focused articles at Steeler Nation. Tweet us at Steeler Nation, Instagram and Facebook at SteelerNation.com. Follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. And follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker, on the Tickety Talks, on the Tweeties, on the Grams, at SN Striker, Striker spelled with a Y. That is all the time we've got on the Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I am your host, G-Striker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!